Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. And then I'm in the dressing room and looking back, it's so sad, but I just thought like, oh, I need to lose weight, obviously, because this dress doesn't fit right. No, I didn't need to lose weight. My body will never look good in a straight cut dress. My body has way too many curves for that. And now I freaking love my curves. I wouldn't give up this body for anything. But I, yeah, Yeah. we're high fiving here. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 156. Today, we're talking about simplifying in a colorful way with Jeannie Stith Mowinney. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I help smart, thoughtful moms stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the author of the upcoming new book, Raising Good Humans. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast, dear listener. I, Whether you're new or you've been listening every week or you've been away for a while, I am so glad to be connecting with you. This is going to be a really fun episode. It's funny, you'll hear me say this in the episode. I've been working on my final book edits for Raising Good Humans. So I'm really excited about kind of taking a moment away from the winter, right? If you listened to last week's episode, you know the winter has been kind of long and taking a moment away from the winter and away from the book edits to kind of focus on something fun today. So I'm really excited 
for you to join me at the table as I talk to my dear friend and actually my neighbor. She kind of lives up the street from me, Jeannie Stithmawini. And she is the founder and CEO of Color Guru, where she helps women discover their ideal color palette to highlight their natural beauty and simplify their wardrobes. Jeannie's also the creator and teacher of the Create Your Colorful Capsule Wardrobe online course. And she lives near me in colorful art in Delaware with her husband and two daughters. And you're going to hear Jeannie and I reminisce a little bit about our friendship, but some of the takeaways that I really got from this conversation and just from knowing her in general is just that knowing your colors, what colors work for you, which you'll learn about what that is. It really makes simplifying shopping and getting dressed way, way easier. And, you know, our clothing is something that can either add to our sense of well-being and our confidence, or it can kind of deplete it in the world, that sense of self of who we are and how we show up. And back to that simplifying, right? I want you to notice that like this idea that fewer options really makes life easier so we can focus on what's really important, right? So as we start to simplify, it makes room. We're, we're saying no to some things to say yes to what is really important. So I'm so excited for you to hear this. Join me at the table and hear this conversation with Jeannie. And you're going to hear that Jeannie's doing a course and I'm going to be sharing it with you, with the Mindful Mama podcast listeners and with the Mindful Mama tribe in general. And you'll learn more about that. But if you don't feel like waiting, you can skip ahead and check it out at mindfulmamamentor.com slash color is where I invite you to check out today. So go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. Very cool. Oh, and as of the recording of this, we have extended our deadline for going to the VIP Raising Good Humans retreat in Costa Rica. It's going to be, we're going to be diving deep into mindfulness and self-understanding. It's going to be really powerful and it's going to be lovely and luxurious. It's a little bit of best of both of those worlds. So that is, if you want to see if you those spots are still available, you can check that out at mindfulmamamentor.com slash Costa Rica. Okay, got that? All right. Just before we dive in, I just want to tell you how grateful I am for you. been getting lots of wonderful new reviews on iTunes. And I just, it makes me feel amazing to read those. And I really, really appreciate everyone who has written a review. It makes a huge difference to me and also to help other people find this podcast and to let let this movement grow. So thank you. Thank you so, so very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Now come join me at the table as I talk to Jeannie Stith-Mawinney. Jeannie, thanks so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. Thank you so much, Hunter. It's so nice to be here. I feel so fancy today. Like- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this, for the listener, this is one of the first podcasts that I've done in person where we each have a microphone. We're looking at each other right now. High fives. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so I'm so excited today. I've introduced Jeannie. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And it's so funny because who would have known when you walked into that little playground or I walked into that playground 
how many years ago was it? But like, it's so funny. Who would have, I kind of had a weird feeling that something would, I don't know, but. Me too. Well, it was four and a half years ago because that's (sighs) when we moved here and I hadn't met anybody who like had young kids like me yet because a lot of the people on our street were kind of older. And when I walked to the playground, I was like, yes, a mom, another mom in my neighborhood. This is so awesome. I know. I was pretty psyched too. I was always kind of psyched to see someone with like young kids. I was like, she looks cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I'm so excited to talk about your color course and simplifying. This is part of the Simplify series. But as we got to know each other, you got to take mindful parenting, Yes, which I would just love if before we dive into our simplifying, if you could kind of share what your experience was like with that. Sure. I'm so glad I took mindful parenting because I was really in a place of struggling. I have two daughters. At the time that I took mindful parenting, they were four and one and a half. And now they're a bit older, but I was really struggling, especially with my older daughter. And our relationship was so much more difficult than I ever sort of predicted it would be. I mean, I just always thought like, I'd be this great mom and like, I would never yell and stuff. And I found myself yelling a lot. And I found myself then just sort of also torturing myself with guilt over the fact that I was yelling so much. And I was like, this is not the mother I wanted to be, you know? And so I feel like your mindful parenting course came along at the perfect time and really just got me to slow down. And I think one of the most important things that it did for me, just thinking back was it got me to slow down and stop punishing myself for not being a perfect mom all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it helped me be a way better mom, but I think just realizing that I'm human and sometimes I am still going to lose it and that I need to be really gentle with myself Mm -hmm. when I do that so that my kids see somebody who's gentle with herself, you know, so they're not punishing themselves. That was huge for me. And then I think also... (laughs) Hello, neighborhood trash truck. (laughs) And then I think also it really helped me the communication skills, like the actual hardcore skills that helped me really talk to my kids in a different way and elicit a different reaction from them was also a huge transformation because it worked so fast, you know, sort of that emotional regulation that I need to work on is something that I continually, you know, work on. But talking to them in a different way got me instant results from them, which I was really blown away by that. Yes, that's great to hear. And sometimes it's like, all of these things are an ongoing practice. Yeah, Yeah. because they're hard. But it's kind of like, it's a lot of work on the front end. Like you mm-hmm. had, there's a lot of learning and changing of habits and all this stuff in the front end, but it makes things snowball easier and easier after that. So it's like it's sort of top heavy with the work in some ways, but then after that, it gets easier and easier versus the other ways where it does kind of get harder and harder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I'm finding. Yay, I'm so Yay. happy for you. That's just even for your daughters to have that... Uh, not beating themselves up, mm-hmm. a generational pattern. Yeah. That's a huge, huge transformation. That's a great gift. Yes. Great gift to give them. 
And you're also giving them the gift. How did you get into simplifying? Because this is part of the simplicity series. And I'm really excited to talk to you about the course because I was kind of there at the beginning, kind of that whole thing. First, let's go to simplifying. How did you get into that? So simplifying in general, I think I've always had an interest in. I've always really liked editing and getting out the excess. I'm very interested in like the essence of things, I think. And for me, the essence of things gets covered up when there's a lot of clutter. And so I think I've always kind of been interested in that for a long time, but I always really struggled with my clothing. And you know that my course is about clothing specifically. And that was a real struggle for me that lasted really until just about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And clothing too is a huge part of it. For people who are maybe on the other side of simplifying, when I think about why people are so into it and into the minimalist thing, like... Mm. Do you think it's like a sense of freedom? Like for me, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like I feel a sense of like freedom and lightness, like a little less responsibility or something in my life. Yes. Is that how it is for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's two things. I think that as American consumers right now, we have more choices in our life in every way than anybody has ever had in the history of humanity. Right, We can order anything we want. Like the minute we want it, we can find it online and we can order it. And that is actually really overwhelming and it doesn't make us happy. No. Right? So what we have to do to sort of counteract that, the thing that does make us happy, even though it seems a bit counterintuitive, is to consciously limit ourselves when it comes to what we buy, what we buy and how much we buy. I mean, I work with women all the time on simplifying now, and I find that they become so much happier when they consciously put some limits mm-hmm. on themselves mm-hmm. because it's much less overwhelming, Yeah, you know? I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. We are supported by Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math Mysteries About True Histories. It's a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. I highly recommend this podcast. It is really wonderful, especially if you have kids like around like six plus, but it can totally be enjoyed by the whole family. So I listened to the episode, The Pirate Queen, and you're just dropped right in the middle of the action. People are fighting. There's a sword fight. 
And then these kids, they've gone on a time travel mission and they have to solve problems in the midst of it. And it really just like exemplifies everything we support here at Mindful Parenting. You know, kids who are adventurous, doing things on the world, they're capable. And then they do things like they have to do math, they have to think critically, they have to code break and pattern solving and all this great stuff. Beyond just the Pirate Queen episode, which I highly recommend, episodes transport listeners to moments in history, too, like Pythagoras, Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, or Isaac Newton's England, and more. So jump in with your family. Follow the adventures of Max and Molly on an adventure through time with puzzles and hidden equations and laughs. And it really does make learning really fun and really cool. Perfect for ages six and up. New episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids, and you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. That's Mysteries About True Histories. It's crazy. I mean, I think about this like for like hundreds of thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. Human beings wanted to gather like this was like, this is like an innate, intense drive that we want to gather and kind of hold on to things and, you know, all that stuff. Like we want to look around for what's available and get it, right? Like this is like a super innate human drive for all of our human existence. And it's been like, kind of the last maybe 30 years or especially even multiplying more and more today that to be happy we have to kind of halt that it's kind of like in a lot of ways like dealing with our innate wired reactivity right it like doesn't serve us anymore like this super innate need to gather and hold on to things doesn't serve us anymore now it makes us unhappy and now we have to curate and just as human animals like with that drive to gather it just is like weird and hard for us I think Mm -hmm. yeah and it's you know there's a book called the paradox of choice which is a fascinating Mm -hmm. book and he and he talks in the book about the fact that if you give somebody 30 choices let's say just you're choosing a breakfast cereal or something you give somebody 30 choices and as opposed to giving them five they will be so much happier with their choice in the end if they've chosen from the five Mm. because with the 30, they're sort of filled with doubt. Like, what if I made the wrong choice? I've never even tasted that one. Like, what if? And these are things that go on in our minds that we're not even sometimes fully consciously aware of. But choosing every day, all day is really stressful. It creates a lot of stress and it creates a lot of mental load for us. Yeah. It's and just, yeah. Think about that. It's like mind clutter. Like, come yes, for it's me, mind coming from like this you know, mindfulness meditation certification weekend that I was just at and thinking about that, how I, you know, that clarity and that peace that can come from reducing the whirlwind of thoughts and slowing that down and having more clarity of mind. Like that's what you're describing is like, the exact opposite of that. And that's what we live in because like, I took my daughter to the orthodontist this morning, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you walk in and there's like a big TV screen and it's got like a ticker going across the bottom and there's the news on the top and then there's some announcements here and magazines here and all this stuff. And then you walk into the other room and they've got the radio on along with <laughs> yes. like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is kind of insane. But this is like... This is normal life that mm-hmm. we live in, like constant screen distraction, constant 
voices advertising. Yes. Like, it's kind of crazy. The clutter, I guess. It's like kind of like media clutter. Yeah. We live in media clutter. We do. (sighs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) You really see the need to kind of reduce that. Dear listener, you can go back to like... Maybe Carla Nomberg and I's episode on Go on Retreat to talk about why we need to take some time away from some of that clutter. But the simplifying our stuff is a part of this, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think people are craving it. I mean, you can see that they're craving it, you know, because these books like, you know, Spark Joy, like Marie Kondo's book has just soared, you know, people are just, they're craving simplicity. And and it's probably, you know, really the first time in humanity where we've really craved simplicity because things weren't, aren't simple anymore. They're really complicated and tons of choices and tons of clutter. Yeah. Yeah. And we're craving simple, I think so, because we innately know that that all that clutter doesn't matter. And mm. I think we crave simplicity so we can make space for what actually matters, yeah. you know, which is the connections we have with people, yeah. you know, and our community and being active participants in our families and our communities and the things that really matter in our lives that we're going to look back on and be really proud of. You know, it's not million tops you have in your closet it's not that stuff and we know that yeah we know that yeah I've really noticed that I've done a lot of simplifying since one of the things that really sparked me was simplicity parenting reading that by Kim Payne and he's like an episode 80 something you guys you can listen to that but you loaned me that book and I love that book it's amazing and made me realize how important that was for my kids because I kind of came from a family of like well, artistic clutter. (laughs) 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 And my husband, he would be happy like in a Japanese home with tatami mats. (laughs) So like we had to kind of find this middle ground. Yeah. But seeing how well, especially my daughter, who was really intense, responded to me radically simplifying her stuff Mm -hmm. was like, oh, this is really eye-opening and how nice the space felt with just taking so much stuff out, not just organizing it and I'm doing organizing in quotes but like yes. just taking it all out and so we've been simplifying for a while we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff over the last number of years and it's always I look at things differently now I mean I go back and forth but I look at things when I'm in a, a good place with it as like this is more responsibility that I have to take care of in my life, right? Like this, if I bring this thing into my life, I just either have to take care of it or also now it's something else that's going into the world. Right. You don't really throw anything away. It goes somewhere. Everything goes somewhere. Everything goes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You started getting really excited about (laughs) how did the whole color thing start? Like, cause like I have this image of like where Jeannie was, so Jeannie, you guys, you should know is my neighbor. Mm -hmm. So Obviously, we met at the playground. And then I have this vision of like this summer where we were talking back and forth about these ideas. And then this one time, like when my family was there and you did the colors for my oh yeah for my family, we were like sitting out. We had my brother sitting on a lawn chair outside of my house and we got a mirror for him but we did his oh, colors yeah, that's right that's right he was in winter <laughs> i remember shout out jared if you're listening he looked good he looks good in his winter colors he does how did you get into the colors because you do if you can't notice Jeannie has a beautiful radio voice. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you do voiceover work too. Yes, I've been a voiceover artist for 20 years. And probably most people know me from, I was the voice of the Sprout Network, which was the originally the PBS and Comcast merger network for preschool kids. That was a wonderful job that lasted for 10 years. So you may have heard me on the Sprout Network. But uh, okay, okay. What's something you would have said? Oh my gosh, no. Okay, hold on. Let me let me cue up my, my Sprout voice. Hey kids, thanks for watching Caillou. Next, stay tuned for Room on the Broom. Next on Sprout. <laughs> I'm like a little rusty. It's been a while. That's so hilarious. That cracks me up. The thanks, Sprout Jamie. Network was wonderful. They had wonderful programming. They really had high quality programming for kids. Unfortunately, the network has Comcast merged with NBC and NBC kind of deconstructed mm. the Sprout Network. So mm. yeah, sad. It was a lovely, it was oh a God, lovely while it lasted. So that was a, a little while ago. So there's probably like, if someone's listening with like a 10 year old, they're like, oh my God. Yeah. They're having that's flashbacks exactly right. like right now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, but anyway, okay. So how the color started. So like I said, I was always kind of into simplifying, very interested in that. And I had managed to do it in every other area of my life. My house was pretty well simplified. I mean, when the kids came, it got a little <laughs> less simplified just because we had the addition of kid stuff. But That will happen. Yeah. I was consciously noticing the fact that in my closet, I had tons of clothing and I was still always unhappy with my outfits. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at this going, this doesn't make sense. I have all these options. When I bought them in the store, I really thought I liked them. And now why do I leave the house feeling sort of blah and boring and I can't sort of make my clothing look the way I want it to look? I felt like I was having trouble presenting myself on the outside, like how I felt on the inside. I so, so relate to that. You relate to that. Okay. <laughs> you yes. know, because I've said, I feel like a boring old yes! mom. <laughs> you are part of this story, which is very interesting. But I was noticing that and just going, what is going on? And why can't I sort of like figure this out? Why can't I figure this out? And you know, at the time, the solution I came up with was, well, Obviously, I just need to buy more stuff, right? I need to buy more. It must be a numbers game, right? If I have enough stuff, some of it has to go together, like sort of just by default. You know what I mean? Like some of it's got to sort of yeah. create something good. That's what all the advertisement yes. wants us to think. So that, yes. I think that we don't maybe say it consciously, but yeah, that's probably what we're thinking mostly. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking, all right, well, obviously I don't have the right things in my closet and I need to buy more things. Well, I kept buying more things. And I just kept getting more frustrated and confused. And my outfits were not getting any better. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on here? So anyway, by a stroke of luck, my aunt came to visit me. And this was years ago. My aunt came to visit me. And she's like, there's this thing called color analysis. And the whole story is we were shopping together. And she basically said, I think you're picking all the wrong colors for you. And I was like, wait, there are even right colors for me? I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just picking colors that I like. And she's like, no, no, no. There's this thing called color analysis. And like, you can get your colors done and you can figure out what colors look best on you to kind of highlight your natural beauty. And I was like, okay, I was not that sold on it, to be honest, but my aunt really pushed me. And it was really hard to find someone who was doing it at the mm -hmm. time because it had sort of fallen out of trend. And we looked and looked and we couldn't find a consultant. And um, 
Then somehow a month and a half later, I ended up finding somebody who was like a retired image consultant, and she was still doing it out of her house occasionally for people. And so I went to her, and she was draping me in these colors, and she was showing me the difference between this color and that color on me. And I was like, I was blown away. I was th- I was like, this makes a big difference. Some of the mm-hmm. colors I looked so washed out in. Even if I had a full face of makeup on, I still looked like it was draining all the color from my face. She put, um, you know, a, a, a beautiful sort of tomato red on me, and it almost brought me to tears. I was like, mm-hmm. this looks, this feels like me, even though I wasn't wearing anything like that at the time. I didn't, I wasn't wearing anything that vibrant at the time, but she, I was like, this feels like me, and it feels so good. How can a color just have this effect <laughs> on me? This is amazing. You know, so I walked away with my color palette, some of the colors I liked on my palette, some of the colors I didn't. And then, um, and I thought some of the colors were also very dated looking. Like I, mm. there were some of the colors I wasn't even finding them in stores. But anyway, it did start to very slowly transform my wardrobe into something that coordinated much better together. And so that was the first seed of like, oh, maybe color could have something to do with this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the little nugget at the beginning that I kind of thought, huh, you know, maybe this could have something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Because when you draped me, I was like, wow, these colors, this, I could really, really see the difference. Like yeah. some of the colors I was like, just get that off me right away. And some yeah. I was like, wow, who knew? Who knew I looked so good in pink? Yes, who That's- knew? And you do look amazing in like a soft, <laughs> pale pink. Oh my goodness, yeah. So then what was happening right before you ended buying all those drapes, uh, those colors for yourself? I had started to experiment with it myself and wear some of the colors. And I did notice I was getting more compliments and I was coming around to even some of the colors I didn't necessarily like in the beginning. I was coming around to really liking them on me. And... You were, <laughs> were actually sort of instrumental in creating, in starting this, because I had never thought about helping anybody else do this, right? I was just trying to sort of crack this nut for myself, like I wanted to look better. And I knew then that color was part of it, but it wasn't the whole picture. And I knew that too. But then I remember you saying to me one day, I've been trying to buy some sort of classic items, like things that will last, you know, I've been trying to be more intentional about what I buy. And you're like, but I've been buying a lot of like dark colors and neutrals that go together. And you said, I I had a date night with Bill the other night and I felt so boring. I felt like a boring old lady. That's what you said to me. You said, my clothes did not feel like me. No, I, I yeah. don't. Yeah, because I don't feel like a boring old lady. No, <laughs> and I was like, boring old lady might be the last words I used to describe Hunter Clark Fields. But I felt that way too. I mean, I know how you feel. And I think it's really easy to kind of fall into like a rut with your clothing, especially after you've had kids. You know, your body can change and you're like, wait, how do I dress this new body? And, you know, you don't have the time for it that you used to. I mean, I I remember I used to do shopping as an activity before I had kids. Oh, good Lord. You know, and like now it's like – you know, who you, remembers those days? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, gosh, like that was now it's shopping is never an activity. Yeah. It's like something I have to do. And, you know, and I don't have, feel like I have a lot of make a lot of time for and I don't want mm-hmm. to make a lot of time for no. it, quite frankly. Yeah, there's this, you know, better things to do. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, you said that to me and I said, well, maybe we could figure out your colors. (laughs) (laughs) And then we proceeded to figure out your colors. So that's when I ordered the fabrics. So there are these draping fabrics. You thought I was a different coloring. Yes. I thought you were a spring of some sort. There's actually like a video that I for mindful parenting that I made at one point that has me in this bright spring color. And I was like, okay, this is great. But now I can look at it. I can see it because it's not as, yes. not as good for me. But it turns out great for my 11-year-old. She loves that shirt. She wears it all the time. She is a spring. So, yes. So my first couple of color analyses, yours included, were pretty bumpy because I didn't really know what I was doing yet. Yeah. Uh, but that was like, you know, four and a half years ago now. But yeah, you were not a spring. You're definitely a summer. And we came to that conclusion together over the next next few months, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm happy to be part of the learning process. It's yeah, <laughs> you were definitely part of the learning process. Yeah. So I did it for a couple different friends just to kind of get some practice. And at this point, I was not thinking about starting a business doing this. Mm-mm. You know, this mm-hmm. was a very just I was having fun with it myself. I was realizing the more I bought the clothes within my color palette, it gave me those sort of natural, um, like, self-imposed limitations Mm -hmm. for shopping and shopping started to become a lot less overwhelming and also my clothes started to coordinate together and I was starting to put together outfits I was happy with and you know that part of that was the color piece of the puzzle and I was so psyched about this because Jeannie gave me all of her clothes that's <laughs> true you gave me like this, all the summer colors all these swaths of silver jewelry I still yes. wear these silver earrings that you gave me all the time a gray top yeah. a gray a gray top I wear constantly I mm-hmm. get compliments on that because like, it looks great on you and it totally drained <laughs> all the color from my face it's so funny and <laughs> yeah and yeah and then in having getting those fabrics you you came and then you did that draping and then you were like oh you are not a spring you are the summer and yeah. And then I was like, oh, yes. And all the colors started clicking. And it was so, I I really like doing consignment shopping because, yes. I mean, I always end up finding more interesting clothing. Anyway, I would go to the store and this one store up the road from us is organized via color. And it was like, bam, like I just walked to this one section. I knew exactly what I had to look at. I knew exactly what I wanted to get. It was so easy. I had, and then everything I tried on looked great on me. I was like, mm-hmm. as far as the color, and I was like, wow, this works really well. It was amazing. Yeah, it really is transformative for a lot of people to have a color palette to be working from. I started doing, you know, some color consultations for friends, and then friends of friends started asking me to do their colors. And it was going so well doing it in person, I just started to think, is there any way I could make this an online thing? I obviously online cannot put fabrics on people physically. So how do I make this work online if I wanted to offer it as a service to sort of, you know, a larger market? So I did figure out a way, you know, to to do that. And it's and it's been really amazing to help women to like match women with their ideal color palette. Because it is, I think, the number one way you can simplify your closet. Oh my God. It's so amazing. Like everything in my closet goes together now. Yeah. Which yeah. dear listener, you're actually gonna get to see. Which Yay. maybe we'll just we'll put a plug in for this. Oh, I can't, what's the date we're gonna do that? I think it's March eighth. Yeah, I think it's going to be March 8th. March 8th. Jeannie's going to come over and you're going to get to peek inside my closet and my drawers. I'm going to open up my drawers and show you my, <laughs> my Marie Kondo style folding of my organized color clothes, which it sounds so anal, but I'm like, I'll 
I'm all proud of this. I have to tell you because I'm like actually kind of such a naturally unsystematic and kind of messy person. <laughs> this is like this great achievement in my life. <laughs> yes. It's so it feels weird. Good. I actually fold my underwear now, which is oh like so strange. Like oh I never would have thought I would be the person that would do that. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, part of that was that was all I got inspired by Marie Kondo, the yes. changing art of tidying up and yeah, it's very, very strange that I would be the person who does that, but it, it's cool. I'm, it's I cool. embrace it. It's I love what makes you, me happy. <laughs> exactly, it does make you happy, and it kind of makes you take a little extra time with your clothes. I love Marie Kondo's approach to sort of folding and storing your clothes in a way that feels really intentional yeah. and like loving towards your things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're valuing so what you have. Yes, you're valuing what you have, and the only thing. I want to say, because I feel like it's just really important to say, is like, also, I love the question of does this spark joy? Mm -hmm. I think that's a wonderful question to ask in your wardrobe. But I would say it's not the only question you should ask. Because what I think happens when that's the only question that you ask is that you could, and I think people do, end up with wardrobes full of things they love, but that don't coordinate together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can have tons of things you love, but if they're not working together in a really co- sort of cohesive way, it, it doesn't become easier to put outfits together. It actually becomes harder. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's one of the sort of couple of questions you should ask when it comes to your clothing and your wardrobe sort of working together as a whole. So my husband, Bill, very playfully at times has called you the color Nazi. <laughs> color Nazi. (laughs) But you're you're not, but these, this is like about making informed choices, right? Like this is about like understanding why this is more, maybe this piece is a little more difficult to work with or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, you know, when women get a color consultation with me, some of them really choose to commit to that palette and wear nothing but what's in that palette. And some of them go, you know what? Like, for example, black is not in the autumn palette. I mean, I personally don't wear black. I don't like the way it looks on me. But I've met autumns that are like, I love wearing black. My favorite dress is black. And I was like, then you should still wear that dress. If it feels amazing when you put it on, that is the thing that matters most. You know what I mean? That's your number one sort of criteria. It's for those other things that you're sort of like, eh, I feel like I should like this or I want to like this on me or whatever, but somehow it doesn't work. You know, getting a color analysis makes it really easy to just get rid of those things because you now sort of have this reason that it doesn't work and, you know, it's much, much easier. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. 
If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So I want to back up for a second because I think it's so important to just say, like, we're talking about clothes and we're talking about color, and this is kind of like a little bit unusual kind of fair for the Mindful Mama podcast, but I really feel like what I've experienced from what you do is that it really helped me simplify everything in a really amazing way, but also it was part of, like, helping me, like like I said, like, go from that feeling of, like, okay, trying to simplify, now I feel like this kind of frumpy old mom to feeling like, to having my clothes be an expression of, me and helping them feel that good in my clothes. Like it's kind of sounds kind of weird, but it's like, it feels really right to have the outside feel congruent with the inside. Absolutely. You know, it's like part of, I think, honoring yourself as a human being in some way that, but it's a part that does affect how you live I mean, for me, it affects how I live and how I feel and am in the world. It just is that I have this sense of this is me and I feel comfortable and maybe not proud, but like I feel comfortable. I feel like I look good and it feels like me. And I think that's part of honoring who you are as a person in some way. Yes. And I love the fact that you said it feels like me because I think that's so important. As moms, I think especially, you know, this is something we can do for ourselves because we give a lot to other people. And this is a way that I think we can really just go a little deeper into who we are. And, you know, I feel like especially in the in the course I teach, I see women just kind of going a little deeper into who they are and then expressing that on the outside. And it's a really beautiful thing. And to be like an individual, not yes. just mom of so-and-so, like I'm also this separate, whole unique person. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think that's really cool. there's also like a culturally a bit of like a mom wardrobe that we can very easily fall into, you know, because that's sort of the accepted thing to wear to pick up the kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we need to really like call bullshit on that idea, like that there's this sort of way that moms need to dress. No, you need to dress the way that makes you feel really, really good. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. Rock on to that. I yeah. love that. Now, so we talked a little bit about this yesterday. I actually like that idea. So Jeannie's made a capsule wardrobe course. I'll be sharing with the Mindful Mama audience. I shared with you, I'm a little kind of intimidated by <laughs> the idea of a capsule wardrobe because like, I'm like into simplifying. I've got stuff on my counters. <laughs> 
right. You're not a yeah. You're not a minimalist like most of us. Yeah. You know, yeah, like most of us aren't. So what is that? Yeah. So very simply, capsule wardrobe is just a carefully curated wardrobe made up of versatile pieces that you love to wear. Simply, that's what it is. Now, how curated it is is totally up to you. So some people, you know, kind of the people on the extreme end of this, there are people who really enjoy counting their clothing. And, you know, they've decided they're only going to own, you know, 50 pieces of clothing in their capsule wardrobe. And then there are people who are much, much looser about it. And there doesn't have to be any sort of rigid number or anything, but it's basically becoming a lot more intentional about spending your money wisely. You know, when you choose to spend on clothing, spending your money really wisely and being conscious of the colors you're buying, the shapes you're buying, and whether or not it fits your personal style. Those are kind of the three main pillars of the course. Color, because color is incredibly helpful in going into a store. And like you were saying, like just honing in on the colors that you wear best. Mm -hmm. So that's the first. Makes it so easy. Makes it so easy. Like even if I go into like, you know, I give the example of a consignment consignment store, but if I go into something like wherever, like I went to get some clothes for my yoga practice and I went to Athleta, I had like a nice, the yoga teacher, I have a nice little discount there. It's very nice. Anyway, I went there and it was like, I just honed in instantly on exactly what I needed. Yeah. Boom. It was yep. so, it makes it so fast. It and makes so it easy. so fast. Everywhere I go, even now, <laughs> even if like I'm in Whole Foods, I'll be like, oh, <laughs> that scarf is not in my colors. That one is. And I just yeah. kind of make this distinction instantly. I mean, not yes. that I buy scarves at Whole Foods, but whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The beauty of it is that you hone in immediately and how much you can ignore. Yeah. You know, you, you start ignore ignoring everything. about 70% of the store. And that 70% isn't going to look that great on you anyway, because it's not really going to work with your hair, skin, and eye color. So the first step is just kind of knowing your colors, going into a store, and like choosing by color. Then everything you take into the dressing room is going to look great on you color-wise. And that is now a non-factor, right? So now the, the question turns into, do you like the way it fits your body? You know? Mm -hmm. And so in the capsule wardrobe course, we work a lot with fit, um, You know, we obviously do a color consultation for everybody who signs up for the capsule wardrobe course. So you have your colors. So that part is taken care of. And then the next question, you know, when you're in the dressing room is how does this fit? And that is something where I also teach people to look for how it's going to fit before you even take it into the dressing room. Mm. Because, you know, everybody's bodies are different, but there are sort of some body type sort of strategies you can use. For example, I'll use myself really quickly. Like I... I'm sort of a triangle shape. I'm very petite on the top, and then I'm much wider at the hips. So I'm sort of shaped like a triangle. Well, I used to try to wear shift dresses all the freaking time. What's a shift dress? A shift dress is a straight dress. It's a very straight cut, okay? okay? It would look great on you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're much much straighter and less curvy than me, right? So you have a straighter um, body type. So what happened with me in a shift dress was basically since it was cut very straight, it would always be way too big in the chest and way too tight, like stretching across my hips. Like literally sometimes Mm -hmm. I couldn't pull it down over my hips. And then I'm in the dressing room and looking back, it's so sad, but I just thought like, oh, I need to lose weight obviously because this dress doesn't fit right. No, I didn't need to lose weight. 
my body will never look good in a straight cut dress. My body has way too many curves for that. And now I freaking love my curves. I wouldn't give up this body for anything. But yeah. I, yeah, yeah, we're high fiving here. <laughs> It's because I've learned what clothing works on it and what doesn't, right? So I'm not trying on shift dresses anymore because I don't like the way they make me feel. (laughs) It doesn't feel good to try to squeeze something over my hips, even in my size. But I can wear a fit and flare dress any day of the week. I can order them online. They always look good. There are strategies like this for every single body type, no matter what your body type You can find things that work really well on you, and then you can buy them over and over again in different colors and different textures and different patterns, so it doesn't feel like the same dress over and over again. You know, I have two styles of dresses I buy now. I buy an A-line cut dress, and I buy a fit and flare. I don't try anything else on. They look great on me every time. Simplified. Wow. I'm so excited. So I'm taking the Colorful Capsule Wardrobe course, and I'm so excited to kind of learn about the shapes because I know... I know a couple things. I know why I think now that scarves <laughs> work with me. Oh, yeah. And they don't work with, as well with other people. But I love wearing scarves and yes. they, they work with me because of the proportions, right? Yeah, we talk um, a like, ton about proportion yeah. in the capsule wardrobe course. I'm excited to like think about my personal style. Like it feels like a fun thing to do. Like I'm just looking forward to that. As far as yeah. It goes back to that like feeling good in the world and expressing being you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of the third thing. So like color, shape, right? So, and then personal style is the third thing. So you really want to assess like, does this fit my personal style? And we do so many fun exercises in the capsule wardrobe course. It's one of my favorite (laughs) weeks when we really dive into personal style and everybody creates like boards with collections of things they really love. And then we figure out how to make those things you really love work on you color wise and shape wise Mm. i mean it sounds a little cheesy but you can really start buying the clothes you sort of dream of wearing like Mm. these clothes that you thought you maybe couldn't wear i find a lot of people can wear them Mm. um it's just about finding the right fit for you and the right colors and really honing in on yeah who you are and how you want to show up in the world it's so funny because it makes me like slightly anxious but also a little excited too As the best things in life do. As the best things in life do. That's so cool. So I'm excited too. I'm super excited. The Mindful Mama tribe is going to get to, you can do the Colorful Capsule Wardrobe course with me. And we're going to have that at mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. Slash color. I'm super excited to do it. And you're going to get to go look at my colors because I already have my colors. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you're going to come into my closet and I'm going to show you guys my my bedroom. My bedroom's actually in my colors. As an artist, I think I maybe had some ideas about, you know, some clues as to what colors worked for me first. I mean, I definitely knew orange was bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, orange is one of your stay away from colors. like, never... But yeah, you're going to come into my closet and we're going to, do you help simplify in the course? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. A lot of the courses, you know, learning what kind of already is working for you in your closet. Most people already have some things that are working for them, right? Mm -hmm. But find out what's working for you and clear out what's not working for you. Yeah. So we do a lot of exercises. There are a lot of really nuts and bolts exercises in the course that you do. You know, 
participants find them really fun. They're just fun exercises, but they really shine a light on, you know, your preferences, your personal style, what's working in your wardrobe, what's not. And it makes the clear out. We do like a closet clear out week where we get rid of the things that aren't working for us. It makes it really simple to see what those things are. It's very clarifying. So now that you have done this work, right? Like, and you've this has become like this intense passion for you that you turned into a business and now you're sharing your expertise with you know everyone, which is so cool. I mean, I know because I see you all the time that you look good oh, in you. all the clothes that you wear that I'm always like, wow, she's looking good. But how, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you like look good in the world, but how is this affecting your life in any other ways? For me, it's been so interesting to kind of go on this journey of wanting to feel better in my clothing, really struggling to, and then finding these strategies, like shopping strategies that were the answer to that. And then the light bulb went off like that maybe I could help other people do this. You know, I have to say, Hunter, like in the beginning, I really had a lot of stress about it. And I think I talked to you about this and I probably even cried to you about it once or twice. (laughs) But I remember feeling like, gosh, working with clothing, like this isn't saving the world. And I went forward anyway because it felt right. Even though I had these doubts about like it not being a big enough mission, you know, Mm -hmm. like not a big enough mission. But now it's so amazing because I get emails every week from women who are like, they use the word life-changing. And they're just like, this is... This has changed the way I feel about myself, the way I feel about my body. Like, I feel so good. Sometimes, like, I had a woman who's like, I want to shout from the rooftop. I feel gorgeous. And so now I feel like, I know. So now I just feel like, wow, this is kind of my mission. And it is actually a big mission. And it's big enough. You know, It's, it's enough. And so just even that realization for me has been really just like, it's been a really transformative thing for me. It's like a little, um, little fire under you, huh? Yeah, it really cool. has. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, so we live in a small community and of course, everybody's gotten their colors in our small <laughs> totally. community. So we can see this like thing kind of rippling mm-hmm. out. You know, I see my neighbor now two doors down from me, our friend named Ariel has this like, <laughs> she's also a summer like me and she has this like great winter jacket that I'm like kind of coveting now because yeah. it's like, it's a great color for us. It's so funny. Yes. But yeah, it's like about just that confidence is so cool. Yeah. That's super cool, Jeannie. Well, I'm, I'm super excited to be kind of partnering with you in this and to share it and the whole thing. I think it'll be fun. And I'm a little nervous and excited to do the course, but I think it's going to be perfect for me, honestly, because right now I'm finishing the book edits for Raising Good Humans. Like I'm doing the final edits right now. And so I want to do something that's like really not that. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. you It's hands-on. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So Gina, I'm so glad you got to come on the podcast. I mean, you've been a part of my life for so long. You've been a friend doing mindful parenting and watching your daughters grow up. It's really (laughs) exciting. I love that. I'm so glad you're my friend and that we get to, I get to support this work and all this stuff like this. So I know people are going to want to check out what you do. You have a really fun Instagram feed, I know, and stuff like that. You can find out, dear listener, about the course. We'll have some information up at mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. That's where you can find out about the courses, mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. You can take it with me if you want to. 
And you can find, Jeannie, where can people find out about you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram a lot, and it's at your color guru. So Y-O-U-R, color guru, G-U-R-U. And we're actually doing a really fun thing right now. We're naming colors. So we're naming all the colors from all the different palettes. So if you've ever like felt jealous about those people who get to sit around and name paint colors, like what a fun <laughs> job, right? We're naming the colors. And so it's really fun. And that's something we're doing every week. You know, at my website is www.yourcolorguru.com, where I do online consultations and things like that. But I will say, consider the course because it comes with an online consultation. So don't purchase an online consultation and and then buy the course, although you can do that, but it will uh, save you money to do it the other way around if you're interested in the course. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the course. I feel like it's like, you know, you have kids you know, our brains are so like wrapped up in them and it's so life changing and things like that. You know, we may know like I want to do some things for myself, but sometimes the things we're doing for ourselves feel like to do's too. Like I want to get to the gym. I want to do my meditation practice. I want to do these things. Um, and those can feel like to do's. And I feel like this is like something that we can do for ourselves. That's like this fun thing and, and actually will have kind of lasting impact you know, throughout the rest of your life. I mean, honestly, you've already saved me like so much money through the clothes that I'm not buying and then not passing along to Goodwill because yeah. they don't really work on me. But yeah, I think it it is something like kind of fun and nice and it's a spring decluttering. Yeah, so. it's happening at the perfect time. Spring, spring clean out. Spring cleaning. Yeah. So cool. Jeannie, this is such a pleasure. Yeah. I really love having you here in my studio and uh, with our two mics. I love that you're my neighbor and my friend, and I feel really grateful that you're in my life and that, you know, you beyond just my clothes looking good, you know, you are an incredible person, an incredible friend, and you offer, you know, you give me great support, and I, I really love you, so thank you. Oh, thank you. I love you so much, too. I'm so happy to have you in my life, Hunter. And you've transformed our family, truly. Like you've really helped transform our family dynamic, which is massive. That's just what more could you ask for Aww. than a better family life, you know? Yay. So thank you. Hey, now we're having all the like, hugs. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit reminiscent and talking about this ideas of simplifying and, you know, that idea of kind of honoring our, you know, taking care of ourselves in this kind of impeccable way while simplifying. I just, I love that, how we can kind of bring together those two things, like deep self-care that really kind of honors our personhood, right? And simplifying so that we have time and energy to focus on what really matters. So, so cool. So I hope you'll come and join me for the capsule wardrobe course. I will be doing it with you. I'll be there in the class with you if you want to join me for it. And you can learn more about that. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. And before I sign off, I just want to thank you in the intro for the iTunes reviews. And I just want to 
give a shout out to some of the people who gave them to to Rachel KM who said who loved the how to be a happier parent episode with KJ Delantonio. So glad that you liked that. And a really very long and complex username said, I feel like Hunter is my friend with five stars. And I I really, really appreciate that because I really feel I have so much love for you too. And I really appreciate that so much. So, and thank you again to ACW1082 who said it was life changing. And she said she's shared the podcast so many times with friends and family and she appreciates the work. So thank you. Thank you so, so very much. I really, really appreciate those. And that's such a great way to support the podcast. You can just leave a review anywhere you listen on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts. Makes a huge difference in helping people find it. And again, if you want to join me for the Colorful Capsule Wardrobe course, or if you want to see my closet, you want a little tour of my humble abode, my home in Arden, you can join me for that if you happen to catch it. I'll be doing a Facebook Live from the Mindful Mama Mentor page, and I'll send you an email about it if you're on my mailing list and on Facebook, and it'll be March 8th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And you'll get to see Jeannie come into my closet and come into my wardrobe, my uh, dresser, and see what I've done with her suggestions for colors <laughs> and what I what I do with that. That'll be kind of a fun thing to do. And then you can join me in that course if you want. And that'll be at mindfulmamamentor.com slash color. So I'm wishing you a peaceful week. I'm hoping that you can lean into your moments of joy and kind of practice to really be present for them and soak them up and appreciate what you can appreciate, whether you have some daffodils hopefully coming up in your garden like I do, or maybe you might just feel the sun in your face for a little while today or tomorrow. I invite you to lean into that joy and and really be present for that and practice appreciating, right? What we practice grows stronger. So I wish that for you and I'll be doing the same. And I can't wait to uh, meet you back here next week. We are going to be getting that on our coaching call to you next week, I think, on dealing with difficult mother-in-laws. So come back, make sure you're subscribed to Chris and stuff to, to get that. All right. I'll talk to you then. Namaste. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.